five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hi everybody, welcome to Holy Half Hour, it's your old pal Kiki, (laughs) by which I mean Kieran, and I am joined as always by Michael, hi Michael. Hi Kieran, how are you? I'm good, good thank you, yeah, doing away, doing away. We've got a very exciting show for you folks, it's packed with all the usual games and craziness and Bible facts, and quizzes, and top threes, and unlikely worship songs. It's a whole, it's a whole bonanza, Michael. Oh, it's yeah. a cornucopia mm. of Christian, ridiculous, fun stuff. Absolutely. So, but before we get into that, how are you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. I can't complain. We had a few technical er- issues today, didn't we, Kieran? So we're, we're a bit frazzled. But uh, but God yes. is good. God is good. So uh, we're not going to let it get in the way of uh, of a good time, are we? Amen. Amen. And speaking of a good time, shall we get into the show? Let's do that. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. So, Michael, I believe you have a quiz for us. Am I right? Did I hear that right, Michael? I heard a rumor. You did hear that. that there was right, a quiz yeah. today. It's strange. It's a strange rumor that's been going around that this week's episode is the same format <laughs> as all the episodes that, that came before it. <laughs> but this quiz is not the same as all the quizzes that have gone before. In fact, it's a it's a new format for you this week, Kieran. And uh, have you ever watched the the British TV quiz Mastermind, Kieran? Yes, I have seen Mastermind. Mm-hmm. So Mastermind is, is a long-running British TV quiz show where they have a specialist subject that they are asked questions about. I think it's maybe a minute and a half or two minutes they have to answer on their specialist subject. And then there's a general knowledge round. And basically it's quick fire quiz. So I'm going to give you a quick fire Bible trivia quiz, Kieran. Um, okay. So because it's quick fire... We're not going to ding or kazoo. I'm just going to say correct. Or if you get it wrong, I'll tell you the right answer. But you can also pass if you want to save as much time as possible. So uh, you can either give me the right answer, say pass, or guess, and I'll give you the the answer if you don't know. Okay, um, and we're getting through this as quickly as we can is the goal. Exactly. You've got got one and a half minutes on the clock to answer as many questions questions correctly as you can (laughs) wow and uh maybe we'll revisit this and see if you can ever get more than the current number you get so i'm going to be marking down how many you get correct as well so i've got a lot of things to do i've got to time you to read the questions i've got to mark down how many you get correct so bear with me but we'll see how we get on (laughs) man of many many talents listeners Absolutely. Um, so yeah, just uh, it's Bible Bible trivia. Some are easier than others. Some are quite challenging. We'll see, say how you get on. So, how do you feel? I feel pretty good, man. I feel you know cautiously optimistic. I think this is going to be a good a good little bit. All right. Well, I'm going to start my watch. Uh, I'm going to start the time as I start the first question. So here we go. 
Bible trivia quick fire one and a half minutes on the uh, clock starting I'm nervous now what is the longest book in the Bible <sighs> Psalms correct how many books are in the Old Testament oh oh man Pass. quick fire which New Testament book has Jesus's Sermon on the Mount Matthew. Correct. How many books are in the New Testament? 27. Correct. What was the name of the first son Abraham had? Ishmael. Correct. What did God send to feed the Israelites in a desert? Manna. And? Quail. Correct. What did Samson use to kill 1,000 Philistines? A donkey's jawbone. Correct. Who anointed Saul as the first king of Israel? Samuel. Correct. David's son started a rebellion against him. What was his name? Absalom. Correct. How many of Jesus' brothers are named in the Bible? Two. Who? Uh, incorrect. Four. Who else appeared on Mount Sinai during Jesus' transfiguration? Moses and Elijah. Correct. Who preached at Pentecost? Peter. Correct. That's your time, but I would have started, uh, so I will finish. In which city <laughs> were Jesus' followers first called Christians? Antioch. Correct. Well done, Kieran. Whew. All right. Wow. Very well done. So, in a minute and a half, you got... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven questions correct out of fourteen which you answered, one incorrect, and one pass, which was how many books mm -hmm. in the Old Testament? The answer is thirty-nine, Kieran. But yeah. uh, I mean, bravo, bravo, Whew, very impressed. The, the problem I had, the problem I had, Michael, is I was pretty sure there were twenty-seven books in the New Testament. <laughs> But I didn't want to take the time to subtract that from 66 because <laughs> my maths is not very good. <laughs> Who does? Especially not when I'm under pressure. <laughs> so I just went, pass. <laughs> so uh, that's very impressive, Kieran. 12 out of 14, um, one pass. Uh, so uh, bravo, bravo. I mean, I, I don't have anything to say except, wow, great job. I mean... I must say, Michael, I'm quite pleased with that result. Yeah, you should be. I'd be absolutely... You're like so chill right now. Like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'd be like jumping up and down out of my seat if I'd gotten all those correct. That's great. I think I surprised myself there, which was nice. Very nice. Very well done. I tell you, this, this year plus of uh, Bible quizzes is paying off. Well, absolutely, man. Absolutely. But I'm sure everyone following along at home did even better than me. Well... We'll see. You know, you can find us at Holy Half Hour on social media, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to tell us that you beat Kieran. But I don't know. Unless you filmed it, I'm not sure I'm going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing's for sure, Michael. If your wife does better than me, I will find out. <laughs> yeah, I will I'll let be you informed. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, well done, Kieran. Uh, shall we keep this uh, fun trainer rolling? Absolutely. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. 
Well, Michael, it's time for our unlikely worship song. And this week, I thought we would return to an aspect of of church life and explore something about church life. And, and, you know, because when we gather as Christians, there are some kind of quirky, slightly odd things that happen. You find yourself in some slightly odd, maybe kind of socially awkward situations. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I love to explore those in ridiculous songs. So I've got another one for you today. Uh, which I've just labelled worship time. Nice. Uh, it's 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 about a, a a common issue, a common awkward moment that I think a lot of us experience uh, when the band starts up and when we're <laughs> in the in the worship time in church. So I don't want to say too much more because I think the song probably lays it out pretty well. Hopefully, <laughs> so have a have a listen and All right. uh, see what you think. I'm looking forward to this one, and here it comes. It's time for the opening song, but something is very wrong. The music from the speakers blares, but I'm still sitting in my chair. No, she didn't say that we could stand up. (laughs) Now she's singing, but the crowd is still in prayer. I really want to put my hands up. Close my eyes, but that looks weird when you're sitting in the chair. Oh, what am I supposed to do? She could have said, Stay seated if you want to. And now there's a weird atmosphere in here. But wait, maybe this is my moment. Lord, have you called me for such a time as this? To be the first person? To stand up in the service? I'll do it. I'll do it. Here I go. Here I go. I'm standing up. I'm the first person to stand and sing this morning. My hands are up. I feel like I might die from embarrassment, but it's too late to turn back now. It's too late to turn back now. Oh, wait. Was that the communion song? Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, very good, Kieran. Very good. So there you go. That is definitely... Definitely one of those moments in church, isn't it? For sure. I thought what was going <laughs> to happen was there, that right? someone else was going to just pip them to the post and stand up just before they did. Because oh, uh, that happens yeah, too, doesn't yeah. it? It certainly does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you sort of like do a little squat and you think, no, I will stand up actually because I'm committed now. <laughs> yeah. Or you shrink back to your seat, Yeah. depending, depending on your personality, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I I expect a song now on that moment in church or in a in a meeting where it's an open time of prayer and you start a prayer just at the same time as someone else starts a prayer. Oh uh, man! Oh, I hate <laughs> it when that happens. Oh goodness me! And it's like, do you just do you just squeeze your eyes even more tightly closed, or do you look at the person being like trying to indicate? No, no yeah, you yeah. pray. No, no, you pray. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know what's worse in situations like that because I'm someone who I would absolutely cringe if that if I if that happened to me. Yeah. But I get a lot of sympathy cringe as well. That mm. happens to me quite a lot that you feel very intensely for, "Oh man, I, I feel for this person. That must be very awkward." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, both are bad. Yeah, so it's, it's hard, man. Oof, it's a minefield out there, isn't it? 
a minefield and a rich a rich seam to mine for uh, for great songs. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> we stand by for another song about some very specific awkward thing. <laughs> yeah, in church. Exactly. There's plenty more where that came from. I do wonder, and uh, American listeners, feel free to send me a message um, or find us on social media at Holy Half Hour. Are all of these awkward British church songs specifically just British things? Because I imagine in, in a nation where people are less generally awkward, they're probably just like, eh, I don't don't relate to that. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain, uh, you know, I think Americans are known for a certain self-belief, aren't they? There's mm. a certain, uh, you know, uh, which I'm sure is not true of everybody in that country. Of course. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, so it would be interesting to hear. Yeah, do, do these things happen or do they just, uh, you know, do they just both continue to pray? <laughs> and and maybe in Pente churches, that's what they do. They both just continue yeah. to pray yeah. and it doesn't matter. Uh, or, you know, what, what, what's your approach? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, definitely. And and just on, on one last thing, you know, the ch- we've been doing this thing in recent prayer meetings, which I really, really love, which is just a prayer blast. I think the church I'm going to currently is the first prayer blast church i've been to um which is where they're just like okay we're gonna pray for the worship team now um so but we're just gonna do a prayer blast so everyone just pray out loud at the same time for 40 seconds and they're just like start praying go i kind of love it yeah i kind of love because there's none of that waiting around like is someone gonna pray should i pray yeah I mean, I'm praying, but should I be praying out loud? Like, it's just like everyone's <laughs> yeah. praying out loud at the same time. Smash yeah, out. Yeah. I do like that. I do like that. And I also love the term prayer blast. So thank you for that. Oh, you're Maybe welcome. Maybe an unlikely worship song in there. A bit of inspiration. <laughs> Watch out for prayer blast. <laughs> Looking forward <laughs> to it. The musical. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kieran. Thanks for all your excellent musical hard work. Hey, thank you for putting up with it. <laughs> Okay, Kieran, this week's roving segment, um, we're going to do another kazoo-related segment. Um, But I'm not going to lie, I've been getting a bit tired of the top 100 most sung-in-church songs. So uh, I actually looked up an article on moneyinc.com, Kieran. It was written by Liz Flynn two years ago, and it was the top mm-hmm. 10 best-selling Christian songs of all time. Um, but I thought, seeing as my uh, quiz this week was shorter, I would uh, do the top three uh, best-selling Christian songs of all time, uh, from three down to one, and see how quickly you can get them on the kazoo. So, nice. Uh, how does that sound, my friend? Sounds good, man. Sounds good. good. I hope I recognize them. Well, I hope so, too. <laughs> uh, so yeah. the third, apparent, according to this article, the third best-selling Christian song of all time has sold 6.8 million copies. And, uh, mm-hmm. and this is how it goes, Kieran. So you're going to shout stop when you recognize it, and the listeners at home are going to try to see if they can get it quicker than you can. Here we go. Oh, that was pretty good, Kieran. Well, if you get it right, of course. What do you think it is? 
I believe it's How Great Is Our God. The splendor of the king. Correct. Hey. Well done. Yes. 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 Chris Tomlin, 6.8 million copies. He done good. So well done. It is an absolute classic. I really, classic. really like that song. Always have. Gosh, how many times do you think you and I even... Because you and I haven't led worship together for many a moon since we moved to different mm, cities. Many but moons. You and I must have led that song like a hundred times together. Yeah, easily. yeah, easily, easily. Um, yeah. It's such a crowd pleaser as well. Not that, of course, no worship leader would choose a song just because it's a crowd pleaser. They would oh, always no, be very course. spiritual and well, prayerful absolutely. in their approach. We fear God, <laughs> but, not uh, man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but it's always guaranteed to work if you throw <laughs> How Great Is Our God in there. It is, uh, very true, yeah, it is very fantastic. True. Well, uh, here's number two, which uh, may or may not be an even bigger crowd pleaser. This one sold, sold 7.2 million copies. Um, and it's a reworking of a, of a classic. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to play the bit that's different from the classic and see if you can guess specifically what version of which song this is. So this one might be a wee bit trickier, but here we go. Okay. Stop. Oh, he's fast, <laughs> I actually, I actually to had a feeling. early in the morning to beat Kieran. <laughs> I actually had a feeling that was coming. Uh, do you want to play a bit more of it for the for our audience, Michael, or okay. shall we just... For our audience, on? I'll play a wee bit more, but you've mm. stopped at that point, so we'll, we'll make sure. Yeah. So it goes like this. Oops. What's that song, Kieran? It is, of course, Amazing Grace, uh, brackets, My Chains Are Gone, which is the bit you were doing there, the little Indeed. refrain that Chris Tomlin, again, added. Chris Tomlin again. He must be rolling in it, that yeah, Chris Tomlin. Absolutely. Well, let me give you your ding. <laughs> uh, well done for getting it so quickly. And uh, listeners, sorry if I went on a bit, but it's just such a great song. I couldn't stop myself, you know. Classic. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure that Chris Tomlin is in it because he loves the Lord and he loves to oh, yeah, worship yeah, yeah, sure, and uh, he sure. strikes me as a very genuine guy, but I also think he, I imagine he's made quite a lot of money too <laughs> of these songs. Oh, I just thought you meant he was rolling in riches gathered in heaven. That's what I thought you meant when you said rolling in it. So, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. That is absolutely what I meant. My mind okay. is never on earthly concerns. No, and neither is neither is Chris Tomlin's. Um, so here's here's number one, Kieran. Eight point five million copies sold, and uh, I'm going to start from the start. So listeners, get your ears ready because uh, Kieran's quick at these, as we've seen. <laughs> Partly because he's great, and it's partly because I'm so great at playing the kazoo. Kieran, what's number one? <laughs> you are, man. You are. It's it's a skill, ladies and gentlemen, every, listeners, everybody. Uh, I, I it's I, I can't do it as well as Michael does, and I'm a like full time music guy, and I'm not very good at the kazoo. Uh, so, I mean, props can to you, you even Michael. call yourself a full time music guy if you're not good at the kazoo, Kieran? I mean, I know you can play guitar and piano and sing, but I mean, if you don't have the kazoo. What have you got? Mm. 
Well, yeah. good question. <laughs> anyway, enough kazoo concerns. What is this song? What's the what's the number one, Kieran? It is. Do you, do you remember? Save. <laughs> do you remember now? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did have to go through the words of the verse to get to the chorus to remember the name of it, yeah. but I didn't know what it was uh, straight away. So it's Mighty to Save. Correct. Well done. Yes, Mighty to Save. 8.5 million copies sold and, of course, by Hillsong Church. So, yeah, that's the top mm-hmm. three according to uh, this article on moneyinc.com. The top three most or best-selling Christian songs of all time, Kieran. So uh, good job. Three out of three. Ain't bad. Hey, thanks, man. It was good. You're welcome. The top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, everybody, it's time for a top three, top three, featuring Michael, the bringer of the top threes. Michael, (laughs) which top three have you brought for us this week? Well, Kieran, I felt like in the last few episodes with our top threes, we've been doing rhyming words and the rhymes were getting more and more tortured. So I've changed. Mm -hmm. And like all new parents, I've made everything about the fact that I'm a new parent. And our top threes are going to be words from nursery rhymes for the next few weeks, Kieran. Oh, nice. Okay, so, so uh, uh, folks, Michael is going to give me three words from the Bible. I've got to rank them in order on how frequently they appear in said Bible. Yes. So uh, continue, Michael. Absolutely. And the said Bible is the new international version. And your three words that you have to rank in order of the number of times they appear today are heads, shoulders, and knees. <laughs> top three, there's no Poor room toes. for toes. <laughs> Poor toes. But it's important to note that I, these are the exact words, so they are the plural of these words. So heads, plural, shoulders, mm. plural, mm. and knees, plural. So what do you think, Kieran? Okay. Head, shoulders, okay. and knees. Do, do you know, I, I, I actually think... It probably follows the 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 body order from top to mm. bottom, head sh- heads, shoulders, and knees, because there are a lot of heads getting anointed and heads being raised up and cast down and all that yeah. Yeah. in scripture. I feel like that's going to come up fairly frequently. Shoulders is also going to come up quite a bit, I think, mm-hmm. um, but not as much. And then, although mm, mm. knees. Being brought to your knees, kneeling in prayer, mm, knees. There's yeah. a lot of reference. Actually, I think it probably goes head, knees, shoulders from top to bottom. Mm, okay. So you're happy to lock in with heads, knees, shoulders, Kieran? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. All right. Well, let's see if you're right. Can you do the clean sweep this week? Oh! Hey! Yes! <laughs> I don't oh, know why. I found that strangely satisfying the way you reasoned it out. I was like, oh, he's not, he's just, he's going for it. And then as you spoke <laughs> through, you got the real reason. And you're right, knees yeah, is yeah. because people fall to their knees. But it was close. It was close. Let me give you the numbers and then you can tell me how you feel. The heads were sure. heads and shoulders above the rest, 169 mentions. Then knees with 28. Then shoulders with 23. So only five in it between mm. those two. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It would have been satisfying in a way if it was head, shoulders, knees. Mm. But, uh, but hey, this is, it was still a tremendous one, Michael. Well done. <laughs> Even more satisfying Props to, to you. get it right, though. <laughs> well, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, well done, Kieran. Good job today. I mean, again, I think that's two weeks in a row that you've clean sweeped, clean swept. I don't know. Do you sweeped or do you swept? If you're a human, is it like hanged and hung? I don't know. Anyway, whatever, whatever you've done, you've got them all right. So... Uh, <laughs> 
I've swept the board. Exactly. Yeah, swept. Swept. Yeah, I'm going with swept. You've swept <laughs> the board. It would be swept in that case. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Nice work, Kieran. Good job. Thanks, man. Bible time. Bible time. Blah 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 blah. My name's Michael. I'm so clever. Yeah. Well, Michael, it's time for our Bible fact, and this week. Our Bible fact is brought to us by you, Michael. <laughs> for for listeners who, for folks, folks, if you just joined us, if this is your first show, this is what I'm trying to say, Michael. If this mm. is your first show, then uh, the Bible fact is Michael and I are going through every book of the Bible, folks, and we're trying to come up with an interesting fact for every single book, one book per week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's our book this week, Michael? Our book this week is Nahum or Nahum, depending on how you prefer. And uh, this was a toughie, Kieran. It's only three chapters long. It's a fairly straightforward prophecy uh, foretelling the doom of Nineveh. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of it, really. Written by Nahum. We don't know much about the guy. Um, It was probably written around 620 B.C., and uh, Nineveh was the capital city of a, of the Assyrian Empire, which was one of the, the most powerful empires, Evs, uh, certainly at the time. And, uh, and I had to do some real kind of thinking about this one. But there is interesting stuff in there. So, you know, I went to a, a, well, a well-watered well, uh, a, well uh, a well-trodden path to go to the Bible Project video. And they said something quite interesting, the Bible Project um, said that uh, actually if you look at it the first chapter of Nahum doesn't actually mention the Assyrian Empire or Nineveh so they suggest that actually it's more of an analogy of like a it's more of a kind of um, it describes the general fall of generally bad empires that are generally uh, violent and don't honor God so it's kind of like a, mm. it's kind of like a one size fits all prophecy that God is giving against all empires which dishonor Him or are evil or are violent, and um, I think that's quite interesting actually because, in that sense, it becomes more of a prophecy, because if you actually look at the historic timeline of Nahum, if it was written around six twenty BC. Actually, the Assyrian uh, Nineveh started to be besieged around 6.30. So it had already been kind of on its way down for the 10 years prior to Nahum uh, giving this prophecy. And then it was only eight years after that, 6.12 BC, that Nineveh actually fell and the Assyrian Empire, Empire actually fell. So in that sense, you could be like, well, does it really count as a prophecy if you prophesy during the siege of the city that the city is going to fall? And I think in, in some, some ways, it obviously it does count as a prophecy. I'm not going to say it's not a prophetic book. But I think the fact that it's, it's broader than just the city of Nineveh makes it more of a prophecy. The fact that it, that it actually is an extension of all evil and all people who dishonor God. Um, but also it's quite interesting, even in the, in the sense of the degree to which Nahum predicts or uh, prophesies that Nineveh will be destroyed. Because really, Nineveh was this incredible center of culture and life and a city 
for 6,000 years nearly. And then, well, for five and a half thousand years, since around 6,000 BC, it became a city. Um, and an incredibly long-lasting empire. You know, the Assyrian Empire went through many, many phases. Um, but then after 612 BC, it was never a city again. It was genuinely completely destroyed. It's um, uh, just very near modern-day Mosul in Iraq. And uh, okay. obviously Mosul is a city, but uh, yeah, there was never a city there again. So the degree to which Nahum prophesied that it would be destroyed was, was also, also done. It was a difficult one, you know, these, these smaller prophetic books, which, uh, you know, speak to the destruction of peoples. They can be challenging to read in the sense that you're kind of like, oh, well, I guess that's a thing that God said would happen and then it did. And, ugh. But uh, I guess, you know, it just speaks to God's desire to, uh, to see justice. But also, we have to remember when we think about the book of Nahum, not long ago we were talking about the book of Jonah, you know, where mm. it's the same city, Nineveh, that God sends Jonah to, and they repent. And that's around 150 years prior to Nahum. And, you know, God doesn't destroy them. So it's not that God is like, I'm really into destroying people. It's that he wants people to love justice, like we discussed in previous episodes. And he wants people to honor him. And he wants people to, to know him. And he doesn't delight in destroying people. But he is a good God, a just God. And he needs to exist along other things which are, are just and right. And that's why he sent Jesus, to make us right in his sight. Um, but, you know, he is a just God. And the Assyrian Empire had done very, very many evil things. And uh, that is why, according to the Bible, it was destroyed. So, yeah, hmm. there you go. <laughs> it's, it's interesting man I, I think one of the things i've been reflecting on with uh, with the minor prophets in particular as we've been going through them and i'll touch on this a bit next week mm. uh, when it's my turn uh is that uh they're they're pretty they're not very neat and tidy mm. you know there's a lot of questions really in some ways they raise more questions than answers some of these books in terms of the nature of people yeah. the nature of god the nature of our relationship to god um you know there are there are big questions there, and there's something about that that I like that Scripture doesn't always try and tie things with a neat bow, yeah, and say you know just think this way and you'll be fine, <laughs> yeah, you know, or true. here's a neat sort of truism for you to believe or whatever. Mm. Um, I think perhaps people who don't necessarily have haven't necessarily read the Bible and are looking at Christianity from the outside might think that sometimes about yeah. what Christians believe. But actually, you know, the the Bible really gets into the weeds of kind of the mess of human life mm -hmm. and the questions that come out of that and how to live a relationship with God in a world that is far from perfect. Yeah, so right. I, I think actually the minor prophets are a great reminder of that. And that's something I've taken encouragement from, strangely, yeah. uh, as we've gone through this series. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately, you know, uh, we live by faith and not by sight. Uh, we walk by faith mm -hmm. and not by sight. And you know, that's that's the claim. That's what the Christianity is, that we, we have a relationship with God. We're saved through faith. Uh, we're saved by grace through faith. And um, 
and we it is a step of faith. If the Bible had everything, like you say, tied up in a neat bow and an answer to absolutely everything, there would be no need for faith. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a, it's an important reminder. It's a good thing to 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 bring. Thank you. Likewise, <sighs> Michael and Kieran. Well, Michael, we've reached the end. This is the end of the podcast for this week. Oh, I better not sing that, actually, because we'll get a copyright strike. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to be careful. But hey, uh, hopefully they won't come after us. We'll be all right. We'll be mm, all right, man. Absolutely. Uh, but we're done for this week. It's been a blast. Michael, thank you. It's oh, been good. Thank you. I mean, I just... I'm really starting to, to doubt my ability to, to do challenging quizzes, but uh, I guess we'll see how we get on next week. Maybe I'll have to start making these even more difficult. You, you've gotten too good. I don't doubt. I don't doubt your ability, Michael. I believe in you. <laughs> you've made me feel very good <laughs> about myself this week. And you should feel good too, because you're a fantastic quiz master. So well done. Oh, well, thank you. And and I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I would be saying that even if I lost horribly. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe but no it's it's a pleasure as always thanks thanks for making the time my friend good to spend time with you and thank Mm. you listeners for uh for giving us your time and your ears yeah thanks everybody for making the time to uh enjoy the show we hope you're enjoying the show uh if you're on episode two million or whatever this is then uh, (laughs) you must be enjoying it so props to you thank you for joining us on this journey and if you've just joined us hey welcome uh, you can find us on social media at Holy Half Hour. And uh, we will be back next week with another fantastic show. So until then, bye bye. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>